Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You found the Playmakers on CBS Sports Radio 1140. You know, it's funny. I thought we would have gone with, like, Rocky Mountain High. Why? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Paul here, Lindsay there on this Thursday afternoon. We do have hockey for you coming up here uh, within the next hour. Stanley Cup playoffs game three between the Boston Bruins and New York Islanders. That'll be a good one. 4.30 puck drop there. Coverage starts here in about 40 minutes. Well, it's kind of nice to watch playoff hockey that you're not fully invested in right now. (laughs) Because, Paul... I thought the Knights played a heck of a game last night. I really do. I I really think that they gave themselves a completely legitimate chance to come out with a a dub last night after getting absolutely torched in game one. They were very lucky to come out of the first period, only down two to one, considering how much time they spent in the box. Oh, no kidding. God, it felt like we were constantly (laughs) trying to to break up the power play. Right. And and we've, we've seen that scenario play out in so many unfavorable ways this year. And so for them to come back, take it to the Colorado Avalanche in the second period, which is where the abs make their most of their money and, and to continue that into the third period, push it to overtime and then to lose it anyways. It's just that that goal that Ronchin scored is the perfect encapsulation of this series and what type of force that the Golden Knights are up against in the Colorado Avalanche because Nathan McKinnon almost shake and baked whoever was covering him on the opposite sidewall where he literally almost what would be an equivalent of a crossover in basketball. And instead, he circled back up ice because all game we made Nathan McKinnon second guess his decisions and looks, which is a recipe for success most nights. But the thing is, is that it opened up Ronton in just a little bit. He hits an unbelievable spot just over Marc-Andre Fleury's uh, shoulder. Yeah, he had time to gather himself on that one, yeah, too. Yeah, and it was just an absolute laser. And it just shows you, you could bring your best and it's still not enough. And that's what's that's that's a that's tough what, realization. That is a tough putt, Paul. Yeah, that's a that's a real hard realization. Yeah. Regardless of regardless of how things led up to that point in that overtime period where you go immediate sudden death. Right. You know, and you've thrown everything at the wall at them. And, you know, had I mean, it was like I kept it's funny. I kept turning away and I had to do something and I turn away and do something. And I always seem to catch it right before someone would score a goal. Right. It was the oddest thing. And. You know the 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 knuckleball whiff, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the Been there first ten million I, times. Yeah, it's Paul. funny. I thought of you immediately. I was like, you, you just throw your hands up and you go, "Are you serious?" And it's one of those things where 
Marc-Andre Fleury reacts perfectly to the save he was supposed to be making. But because the puck rolled off him, because it was, you know, it, it didn't, he whiffed on it. He only caught, you know, 15% of that puck. It opens up the hole. And he had a chance to kind of like regather and snap that five hole. But you're, you've already reacted and then based off of just what his position is as a butterfly goaltender, like specifically how far away his knees are, like what what is truly his stance. He wasn't unable to come up with that save. And that's like, we have seen this song and dance. And he wasn't rattled. The team wasn't rattled. You have the textbook goal I was talking about uh, when they were in Minnesota a few weeks ago when they were testing out Alec Martinez on that half wall in the power play with a qu- quick right, release. And he nice. missed it the first time. That was He had that look... Uh, a few seconds earlier on that power play and Grubauer got across, but that time he converted. And once that happened, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've humanized them. We're in this game. And that's where there was a, there was a, a tangible build to the golden Knights taking over that game. It wasn't as dominant of a performance that the abs had in game one, obviously, but they were dictating terms. They were making McKinnon and Rontanen and Landeskog play in their D zone for, for a lot of those shifts in the second and third period. And that's, that's the bit. It's not just where you were having Mark Andre Fleury come up with, you know, acrobatic, unbelievable saves and relying on that, on that level of talent that we have in the back end. They were, they were not only playing well, but they were playing the right type of game. And you still give up a, st- a quote-unquote stinker. And I don't even qualify that as a full stinker. You would like to have that one back. But that just shows there's, there's no margin for error, Paul. And so, and I think it's a huge confidence booster for the Avs as well, because as good as the Golden Knights played last night, I don't think the Avs played well. I, I agree with you there, too. So it did not feel like a very good easy, all-around game for them. It's easy to get caught in tunnel vision like, oh, we were so good that they, we made them play bad. No, 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 no. It, they let it get away from them a little bit. And then to still be able to walk out with a win on home ice, you're co- you're not coasting. They're not coasting because they they're on a mission right now, Paul. They're on an absolute mission. Like, there are people saying that they'd be surprised that they'll lose a game the entire playoffs. Like, that's that's the type of clout that's being given to this lineup right now for the Colorado Avalanche. And so, it's, you got to try not to be demoralized. I'd be more demoralized about last night's loss than I would in game one, if you want to start comparing. But you got you to gotta wipe the slate clean. And at least you get the change of scenery of coming back home to a completely full building. And... With, with traction on the power play, with Marc-Andre Fleury, Fleury doing what he does best, which is keeping them in games, and a lot of really positive stuff from some of the players that have been, I won't say, like, missing, but have been quieter. Like, I thought the second line was on fire last night. Like, that Bill Carlson chance where he was on the outside and he had a defenseman right on him, and usually he just kind of, like, coasts into the goal line trying to maybe just do, like, a little backhand shovel to the net. No, he's like, I don't care. I'm getting this puck over here. And they ended up almost scoring a goal on it. It's that type of commitment that that one slightly different decision that can create the bounce that Riley Smith gets to score his goal or to for Marc-Andre Fleury to get across to make a save on a one-timer on the back door. Yeah, lots of pinging last night off yeah, the post. Yeah, at least four posts right, yeah, that and, we hit. Right, and, th- and that's good news, and that's a good thing. The guy that... We always expect to get uncorked, and he's maybe it feels like he's pressing just a little bit too much, and I think he's he's gone more into freight train mode as opposed to, yeah, yeah. you see it too. Well, the thing is, though, is that they're trying to match him up with McKinnon too, is that they're trying to get him out there to to 
because he's one of the only guys that can skate with him. Like Mark Stone can't skate with Nathan McKinnon. He doesn't have him. He doesn't make him any less of a good player. But you want to have guys that can keep up with the pace because you just you don't want to be if they're at a five, you don't want to be at a three for very long. Like if you stay there and sometimes you can get little bursts of energy or speed or you can catch up to them or maybe divert them a little bit. But that's not what they need. They need full on like straight jacket pressure on those top guys. And he's one of the only guys that can bring that. So when he does get those chances offensively, I'm sure there's that added pressure. Be like, well, how many of these am I going to get? How many looks am I going to get? I better convert. And sometimes there's just a little bit too tight of a grip on the stick because that one where he leaned in, cut to the middle, and did one move, and Grubauer got it with his glove. That's the move that when he makes it to his backhand side, that's the one that works every time. But I'm just happy that Tuck didn't try to dipsy-doodle his ass around him because we know that Tuck doesn't have hands. Tuck, you have speed, you have leverage, and you have the overpowering presence. Don't try to slow yourself down by doing that. At least he's getting those shots. But, yeah, you can tell that he's trying to press, but... We're not the better team in this equation. All right, and now we need four of the next five. Which is insane to think about. We got to beat them, the Colorado Avalanche, and four out of the next five games to advance. And it has to happen on their ice yes. as well. 100%. And it's, it's a tall ask, but they put themselves in the best position to do that last night. And if they do that again tomorrow... Who knows what happens? Who knows? It, it absolutely can bounce your way. If this is a two-to-one series, it's completely different. But in a lot of ways, last night was a must-win. But now the next one is. <laughs> That's a great thing about right. hockey. There's always another right, save. Right. There's always another shot to take. There's always yeah. another hit to hit to avoid. But I would be very encouraged based off of what I saw from the Golden Knights last night. I really, I really would be. But the thing is, is just as as much as we sent the we gave the Viking Fearnol to that awful game to in, in game one, you have to do the same thing to game two because it's not a guarantee that either of those those identities are gonna show up. Sure, but in a number of cases last night it can be carried over to game three, obviously, and there's lots there's plenty of positives for this team to take advantage of. I think the one thing that we all need to as a fan base and even those of us who are talking about it, and even the team um, they give up the excuses at this point. It felt a little bit like during the post-game presser last night. It's certainly like, and today it's kind of like, well, we're taking it one game at a time. Well, there's really no other way to do it at this point. Oh. You know, you've, you've got to get back to the grind. We can't, you know, you've said it too. I'm not a big fan of chirping with the refs because for everyone that we hate, they're going to hate the same kind of deal. Well, right. You know, Especially like Marshy chir- chirping the refs last night after he, like, the, if you see the replay, chopping down the tree Paul Bunyan type. Like, just absolutely, I didn't do anything. We saw it. It's the same, like, back and roll. The chalk flew up. Everyone saw it that was in here. But, yeah, I. that's a little bit of, of misguided energy. But that wasn't a team that was distracted by their own physicality last night. They're, like, there's an edge. There's a line there, especially for, like, a character like Marshy, who who plays with a, with a lot of emotion and with an edge on his sleeve. But, they, I wouldn't keep tempting the the power play for the abs. I mean, it's it's unfortunate to have like that that Theodore um, puck sail on him in the zone and 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 having a couple of those penalties back because you know that that those test the legs and and tax those legs. Sure, and you can tell. Um, it is an absolute note that when Nick Hag is out there that you dump the puck in on his side and then you skate like the wind towards him before the puck because he's probably going to he's not going to be able to stop because he's just so long. He's just a giraffe on ice. <laughs> but 
for what he brings on face-offs in the offensive zone as a shooting threat, it's totally worth it. And so these are the little edges that these guys are looking at. They're not going to tell us that. That's why they're saying, well, take it one game at a time. we got to get pucks deep. Because all of this is happening in split seconds and reactions and decision-making, and it's just the puck bounces this way so I can make this play versus it going the other way. But they got to show up, and they did last night. And so... And and you had a lot of guys that were out. I don't know. Apparently, Leonard's day to day now. Apparently, Leon Mark's day to day. I thought Sakura played a hell of a game last night. I mean, he was out there at the end of the game in the waning seconds. So was Nick Waugh. Like that says a lot about where this team is depth wise and responsibility wise. If if our top guys can't go in the in the biggest minutes of the game, All right? And asking them to answer the call and answer the bell, there was certainly an answering last night. Yeah. Just, some games you just fall short and. I, as I tweeted out after the game last night, it was the it was the playoff game that we all wanted. Yes, but yes. for half of everyone who watched, it's not the result that they really enjoyed. Yep, and that's hockey. At least you got you had a fun experience out of it, right? Just because you lose sixty bucks at the blackjack table, I know it means nothing to most of us, but you're just like <laughs> it's kind of like going to the movies, right? If you sit down there long enough, now if it's gone in two hands, then it's not so fun. I but, know, you know, I know where you're trying to go, and yeah. I know you're trying not to go. Oh well, this is just what it is, you know, because you, there's that was one of their best games of the year, right. Paul. Yeah, it, it was undeniably. undeniably. But it's a hard truth to realize that you could bring your best, and it still isn't enough. So that puts puts even more urgency on on having that ability to do that. And so I just hope that they show up with that same type of of grasp on on themselves and on and on the game itself for for game three and and that they're not overwhelmed by the the building wall that is the win total for the abs because our building is tough to win in but they've won in here most recently do you think they do you think a little steam got taken out of the night sales when they couldn't convert on that power play inside of three minutes where grubauer was just kind of flailing everywhere and just kind of Pop, pop, kick it out, pop, pop. He was just, he was stopping. I mean, he was he was very good last he, night. He was great last night. I, I wouldn't say that was like the a deflation point. I don't think there was a point for that, for the Golden Knights. I think maybe the only one where you're just kind of like, oh, the, the chance that could have been where the net got knocked off half of its moorings and then Riley Smith like walked in and it hit a post, one of the posts. It was, yep. and, and that's where like the amount of posts that were hit last night, you're just like, what the hell, hockey gods? Like, what's happening? At least one of these should, like, drop down. Or, or like, Grubauer lost it behind him in the crease for a second. But there just happened to be a abs defenseman there to lift up the stick at the very last second. But those are the little things here and there. But I don't – there wasn't a there wasn't a letdown point. And that's important because that was very uh, present in the Minnesota series as well. It just felt like they were they, – they didn't lose the the end of the rope as that game was starting to get going. They had plenty of chances to do so, especially in that first period. So, Back at it tomorrow. Full house, T-Mobile. Use your blinkers. Please. <laughs> Please. I'm going to leave early this time. On the way, the Lakers and the Clippers on the brink. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.